What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Real Talk NFT, where we talk all things Web3. I am super excited to have on a special guest today, Suze, short for, uh, hopefully I'm saying this correctly, Sulin uh, Silbar, one of the most unique names I've ever heard, you know, said. Uh, and you are in charge of uh, partnerships manager. You're a partnerships manager of Amberfy, along with other NFT projects. You're a curator yourself. You do interviews yourself, uh, weekly blog posts. You're a social media manager and community manager within the Expressions Marketplace. I might could go on forever, but uh, I'm just super excited to talk to you about you know, all things Web3 and you know all things about uh, Amberfine Expression. So welcome on to the show. Thank you. Awesome. So for those of you, I mean, for those of the listeners who do not know uh, about Expressions, Amberfine, but before we get into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your, your background, you know, how you got your Web3 inspiration? Um, well, I came into... Web3 via the crypto sort of currency boom, uh, mm. late 2020, you know, with everybody else being um, at home with a little bit of extra money and a whole lot of time, I found <laughs> myself going down into the crypto blockchain rabbit hole, which led me into NFTs and the whole Web3 ecosystem. Um, and I was really moved by this opportunity to... I used to think level the playing field. I'm not so sure that they'll still feel that way, but I, I feel like it's an opportunity to bring underrepresented communities um, up to up to the playing field, basically. I see. So you saw that through, uh, of course, Web3 and NFTs. And how did you get involved, you know, from the transition from crypto? Do, were you collecting NFTs? Were you an artist yourself? Uh, how, how did you get inspired to kind of just you know, show to underrepresented, you know, spaces and kind of see this as an avenue for that. Yeah. So I, um, prior to getting into crypto, I started off, I was a small business owner in health and wellness in New York city. And, um, one of my goals was always to offer services to folks who wouldn't necessarily, couldn't necessarily afford it in New York city. So, I had a huge sliding scale in my business so that people who could afford it had to pay a, a higher premium, but then it, it allowed me to give uh, a heavily discounted price to school teachers, firefighters, people like that, who I felt like mm -hmm. I knew needed the work, but couldn't necessarily afford it. So that was always part of my ethos. Um, and then through blockchain technology, I saw that this was an opportunity to really like help educate and bring more uh, folks from underrepresented communities into this ecosystem. And so it just carried through. Like that's just kind of how my right. brain has been wired. And um, so it just was a carryover. Definitely. We definitely need more, you know, uh, different backgrounds within the space because, you know, primarily, you know, male led, male focused um, and, and not even, and, 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 you know, excitingly so, thankfully, you know, creatives and artists are, you know, drove kind of this NFT Web3 renaissance. Uh, so there's a couple of moving parts here. Tell us a little bit about Amberfy and Expressions and, and how that kind of cohesively works together. All right. Well, Amberfy was started by some folks in California, um, oh. you know, in, Sil in Silicon Valley. And um, they were creators and uh, like the two co main co-founders. One is a creator and the other was a Web2 builder. And they came together um, and started Amberfy. And basically, you know, they um, they just they were looking at the Web3 space at the time and saw um, an opportunity to start building in Web3 and to focus on 
uh, underrepresented communities, basically. I see. And, and I see that they create uh, specifically Web3 marketplaces, uh, or maybe just that's just one thing that they do, right? Um, and that's where that, expressions comes into place. Yeah, I mean, it's so Amberfy is sort of like the the parent company, and 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 that is a software company. I mean, they are building technology, um, mm-hmm. and the marketplace is what is really where the focus is, at least for right now. So, um, you know, building the the bones for marketplaces so that. Um, different brands can come in and start having their own marketplaces. Creators can create their own marketplaces, you know, sort of making the skeleton and then you can slap the skins on how you like it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, um, you know, it's a hybrid of B2B and B2C is kind of their background. And um, I I came onto the project about seven months ago um, and have been building. And really my job has been the face I, I am the face of Expressions Marketplace out in social media land. Uh, yeah, I, I see that they, you know, there's a lot of uh, social sites that you guys are on. Um, and you wear many hats that I saw, but mainly you're the, uh, the social media manager and community manager, you know, engaging with people on a day to day. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. And, and curating and, also. I mean, a big part of that is curating as well. Yeah, I've seen that you definitely curated some partnerships even. and. Wearing so many hats, like what what excites you most about you know Web three or expressions? Well, for me, expressions, I see it as uh, an opportunity to change a creator and a collector's experience um, mm. f- for buying and selling art. I mean, I look at it as you know, um, expressions is not really for PFP projects. Really focused on one of one uh, creators um, right now. It's mostly you know, um, visual art, but, you know, we want to get into word and music, um, Mm. kind of really start to grow what can be on our, uh, on our marketplace, but it's a, it's an opportunity to get, um, unique artists from underrepresented communities, give them an opportunity to be, um, showcased, highlighted and, um, and on our marketplace. And, and, and then the flip side of that is also finding collectors who are looking for mm. to really grow their collections and less of the flipping kind of right. mentality. No, absolutely. I understand exactly where you're coming from because coming into Web3 and NFTs myself, I wasn't a art collector per se, but I've seen myself thrown into that far end of the pool and, and started to collect art more so than prior to Web3. And this is a very interesting time within the space. How are you finding uh, artists, number one, and and also collectors uh, right now? Are they embracing like, hey, you know, I want to start a a one-of-one collection. Of course, you know, know, if you're going to expand my horizons, number one, or maybe help me with skill sets and expose me to a new audience, you know, or they're like, oh, NFT Web3 art, I don't want to touch that. Uh, How are you finding that right now? It's a mix. I think that uh, for the creatives, you know, especially creatives from underrepresented communities that don't necessarily have a whole lot of um, opportunities to get showcased and highlighted on marketplaces, they look at this as a great opportunity for them and for their careers. Um, And the collectors, you know, it's a little bit tricky because it's all part of it is hard to identify collectors. Um, 
like a lot of them are not on social media or if they are, it's very light. They're mostly mm. looking. They're not really engaging. Like they look on social media, I think, to find the art, but they're not necessarily engaging. So mm. identifying who the collectors are is a bit of a research uh, mission, you know? And so I spend a lot of time trying to find who are the collectors who aren't amplifying that they're collectors. Does I that see. Make sense? Yeah, definitely makes sense. Well, a uh, little bit, uh, uh, I need it, it, for me, it's because I'm not an art collector per se, and I am, I am connecting uh, more so now, you know, talking about what type of NFTs I like or art that I like, but definitely to your point, you probably, there's the major collectors out there or, or the more, more so art collectors out there, they probably, um, or it, it sounds like they need to be more vocal. It seems like they're just quietly collecting and maybe more in the traditional world, they're more vocal, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and being a marketplace, I, I have to ask this question because definitely you want to reward your underrepresented artists or just artists in general. Royalties are enforced, right? Because there's this whole debacle or debate right now about royalties. That's right. Yes. We enforce royalties. Um, we offer a, a, a couple of different options for the creatives. Like they can mint from their own uh, contract or they can mint from a variety of contracts that we already offer to them um, so that they could be in control. That's one of the things that I think is really great that we offer, but we definitely enforce royalties. Um, they can choose to encrypt their NFT, which means that um, you can't sell it on a different marketplace. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you do mint it on your own contract, you would still have control over, over that NFT. Like, you know, say, you know, God forbid that expressions folded, you know, at some point, but you still had NFTs on there. If it was on your contract, mm -hmm. you can still, you, you would still have control over them. They wouldn't be lost. So we give a lot of control to the creators. Definitely. There's got to be a hurdle there as well for, for artists coming on board. But thankfully, you guys are there to kind of hold your hand. And, and you're right, you know, because of blockchain, a lot of the artwork, which is great, it's immutable, uh, more so than, you know, the traditional markets where, you know, maybe, you know, God forbid, something happens like a fire per se, right? Then the art's gone, but on the blockchain, it's kind of there forever, which is great. And has there been any uh, discussions about Bitcoin entities? And the reason I bring this up is because recently there was... Uh, a project that kind of switched out the pictures <laughs> on their collection. And just curious because it's on supposedly on Bitcoin, it's more immutable. Once it's on there, um, it's, it's on there, right? But it can only support a certain type or, or format uh, or a file size for now. You know, maybe songs and videos not there quite yet. Um, just, just curious on, you know, what, your, what you guys have thought about that at all because I know that's kind of like an up-and-coming hot news topic. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, that that is, we want to be multi-chain down the road. Right now, we're just we're minting on Polygon, and therefore also uh, accessible with um, Ethereum. But you know, down the road, possibly. Um, I'm not, I'm not a developer. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not yeah. a developer, so I can't say what that looks like. Um, but I know that we are. We have talked about you know, being multi-chain down the road, continue building and including other chains. Got it. Okay. Yeah, definitely. That's something that's just developing. So, and the news that just happened, just happened a week ago where they really upset it. A lot of the community members, you know, imagine you bought an NFT and the art completely changed. That's like completely bonkers. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that there's a lot of, um, 
you know, so one of the things that we're doing is we're also verifying. So, you, you know, in order to use a credit card, you have to verify. And so that is one st step along the way that sort of takes away a little bit of that uncertainty in, um, in the NFT world of, you know, you have to be verified. So you have to actually sort of document yourself in order to use a credit card. Now, if you just want to use your, your, your um, Ethereum or Matic based wallet, you don't have to verify. So you still could be undoxed in that, in that respect. But, you know, mm -hmm. one of the things that we want to bring to market, to the marketplace is this idea that if you verify yourself, it's less likely that you're going to get, you know, scammed or rugged. We're, we're trying to make it so that there's uh, more security on our marketplace than any other marketplace that exists right now. Yeah, absolutely. Scams when, within Web3, because it's new, you know, there's is rampant right now. But I'm definitely, I'm pretty sure that's going to get underneath control. We're still in the very, very early days. So, you know, thank you guys for doing that because uh, verification is, is uh, you know, for at least in, in the onset of NFTs, everyone was undocumented. So definitely now, you know, everyone should be verified, like you said. Uh, you've been in the space for a while now, you know, since what, uh, last year and, you know, working with the company for a while. What's like been your biggest takeaway with, you know, either working with the different communities that are collectors or even artists or even collaborations, partnerships? What's kind of like the biggest learning lesson that you've had with all this time underneath your belt? <laughs> well, that's a whole lot of question in one. Can you, <laughs> yeah. can you break that down for me a little bit? Yeah, just kind of like the biggest learning lesson. And the reason I ask that, because I ask this to a lot of uh, business owners or even um, projects, because on right when they start the project, they kind of have like a vision of what they want to do or like like their success of you know 2023 or 2022. And it kind of differs sometimes because they hear community feedback or artist feedback or collective. And it kind of changes, you know, not the directive completely, but uh, it's a slightly different than when they first joined the space. And I was just curious, you know, when you first worked with either Amplify, Expressions, you know, um, what, if there's any feedback that's really like a biggest takeaway, like a big learning lesson that's kind of not change a game plan, but just something that you've learned and taken away? Well, for, you know, first of all, that's a, that's a great question. And, and thank you. Um, I really think that for me, like, again, I came in as the community manager, then, and then things just kept growing, like more and more mm -hmm. uh, responsibilities, as is sort of normal in startup culture. And one of the things that um, that I personally had to um, overcome was, um, you know, we were we were the new kids on the block as far as marketplaces were going. And so when I came in, this was you know, fall last year, um, folks were uh, a little hesitant to uh, be open to, you know, signing up to be on our marketplace, which also included some free press in, in some ways. I mean, I was interviewing and showcasing artwork for any of the artists that would come on board. And I was getting, you know, my first month or so, I was getting a lot of hesitancy from creatives because they didn't know who we were and, and they wanted to see what did we really stand for. Mm -hmm. And so, um, sort of had to come up with a game plan of like, how do we convince these creatives who are already on a multitude of marketplaces mm -hmm. trying to sell their art, um, how do we convince them that, that we are uh, a, a new marketplace and that they should be a part of our, of our family? And so um, 
that was a place where I had to kind of figure out what is my, what is my approach versus just being like, Hey, we're this new marketplace and we're so awesome. We're going to do all these amazing things for you. And so I had to really come up with it with a game plan of how to convince them. And, and that included then going a little bit deeper into Amberfy and looking at what was being built under the hood. Um, and how was that going to turn into an actual uh, plan, uh, like a, a business plan, and how I could actually say to the artists, like, here's what we're building. These are the these are the the different aspects that we are building out that are going to be different than anywhere else. And so that was sort of a, a big growth for me personally was having to look at the tech side because I'm not a tech person. Mm-hmm. I know enough to do to do what I need to do, but um, I had to get, be able to get into the conversation with the developers and learn about what was actually being built versus just like we're cool, we're doing this thing, we're community driven. Like I had mm-hmm. to give, I had to get the actual facts. Right, right. And interesting that the artists, you know, they're, they're probably hearing from your voice. They're probably interested in those kind of like facts and rollouts and things that could benefit them. Yeah, absolutely. They wanted to know. I mean, I had a number of artists that I approached. Um, you know, they said like, oh, I'm already on a couple different marketplaces, uh, you know, but I really love their art and I really wanted to interview them. Like personally, I, I thought they would be a great match for for the marketplace. And so I had to I had to learn. <laughs> I had to learn about what it is that we're offering that's different than anybody else's offering. Mm. Understood. Yeah, definitely. There's there's so many out there, like you mentioned, uh, but I don't think none that's very specifically focus driven, like uh, expression is for, you know, representation and it, being a new marketplace. Uh, I see that you guys um, have a Genesis drop. Is that occurring or has that already happened? So we're actually launching on May 1st and that okay. Genesis drop is part of our launch and that's called Origins and Ancestries. Um, and that is... That is going to be an ongoing theme um, and where we're focusing on different regions of the world. And then Mm. we find an ambassador in that region to help locate artists. One of the things that I love is that we're onboarding um, artists that are traditional artists into the Web3 world and into NFTs. So, you know, quite a few of these artists in this Origins uh, and Ancestries drop are not NFT artists. I mean, this will be their first foray into NFTs. So we're onboarding artists. Um, and, and this region is the Caribbean. And so we have some really amazing art coming out of the Caribbean um, that hasn't really been showcased before. So super exciting for that. And that's part of our May 1st um, launch. That's awesome. So I see here that there's 11 artists from the Caribbeans. And most, like you said, are probably not NFT artists per se. Uh, but getting their first exposure to it. I'm sure the lines are going to get closer and closer between traditional and just, you know, NFT art. But for now, you know, everyone's kind of new to it. That's awesome. And you said different regions coming about maybe, you know, every month, every quarter. Um, that's so right. that's something. So that's a, a something that, you know, individuals like myself, if we wanted to support, we can go onto the website and support. It's not necessarily like an auction or anything like that. We just go on there and buy it. Well, so it's, so with, the um, origins and, exp- and ancestries drop. It's going to be a two-day auction. So, oh, it is okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it it, it is. There will be some buy nows, but it's going to be a, a two-day affair. And some, you know, 
some of the art will be auction only and some of it will be by now and it's kind of split into two days. So we're separating, um, you know, but there's going to be art from each artist both days. So it's a thousand pieces. It's a thousand piece collection. So it'll be, you know, around 500 on the first day and another 500 on the second day that will get released uh, and be open for bidding. And also the buy now feature will be part of that. And then on top of that, we also are going to have the artists that I've been curating over the past six months also on the website that will not, they'll just have their own um, collections up. And so mm -hmm. those can like, and, and that's up to them if they want to do auction or buy now, that's, you know, that's up to the artist, but that will be separate. That's, they will be on the website or on the marketplace, but um, they're not part of the Genesis drop, but they, their mm -hmm. work will be available. Awesome. Yeah. I see all that information on the, on the website. I also see where you represent, where you uh, at NFT NYC, I see there's uh, maybe some collaborations there. Yes. Um, I was there as was JD, who is one of the co-founders. We were both there. Awesome. Interesting. Yeah. So there's definitely um, uh, a QR code that links to, you know, a certain allow list uh, for, you know, artists. I wish I was there. I was not at NFT NYC. I heard it was amazing. And hopefully you guys were well represented there. <laughs> Um, I do want to just throw out there. So our second region that we're going to focus on and that drop is going to happen this summer is going to be in Africa. And there's some amazing art Ooh. that's already coming out of Africa, but we have some exclusive artists that we've, um, our ambassador has found and um, super excited to be able to offer that up as well. So that's coming in the summer. That's our second drop of the origins and ancestries. That's exciting. Seems, seems like you have, you know, a lot of, uh, creatives lined up and artists and art. we're going to see the art artwork on there already. Uh, and this might be a little bit early to ask this question, but uh, the, the impact that you've seen, have you seen any of that so far, you know, what it, maybe we'll see more of that, you know, after a couple of drops past Genesis, like major impacts to the artists. Uh, but have you, have you seen any, you know, changes maybe, uh, uh, or wins so far, you know, um, besides just getting the drops off the ground? Uh, for for the artists or even for yourselves? Um, well, one of the things that I think has been really exciting, um, again, so I was sort of like a curator as, you know, uh, when I started in the fall and seeking out artists um, who didn't necessarily have like the biggest followings, but that were doing something that was interesting and unique and also amplifying underrepresented communities. So I was I was really looking for those sort of artists and quite a few of those artists, you know, signed up to be on our marketplace and, you know, we did the interview and showcasing their work. And in the last six months, I've watched those artists uh, sort of start to get a lot more recognition, um, mm. which has been really interesting to see that a number of the folks, you know, that signed up and have been a part of the growth of Expressions Marketplace are now, doing much better and are being featured on all sorts of different marketplaces mm. and websites and competitions. I mean, they're doing, they're, they're doing quite well. So, so that makes me think like, you know, at least for, for me personally, I'm like, Oh, you're curating the right people because they're really blowing up in the last six months. <laughs> wow. No, no, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. You, you picked them, you found them and then now they're doing well. So you're picking the right horses. That's amazing <laughs> to see. Yes. And because that's just such a crowded space, it's, it and to have someone become successful, you know, that's definitely a win, um, not only for them, but for you guys. And that's leads to me to my next question. You might not have to answer for this. I know I'm asking some interesting questions here. 
how do you get your message across in Web3? Because, you know, so loud, you know, whether it be Twitter or, you know, Discord itself, you know, a lot of things get messy or just lost. And there's so much art, like you say, in marketplaces, you know, uh, especially for underrepresented communities. Is there kind of like uh, a strategy that you guys implement? <laughs> you know, it's uh, it is very noisy out here in the Web3 world. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I feel like it's really right now really been a push on Twitter and Instagram. Um, also a little bit on LinkedIn, but I don't really feel like LinkedIn is necessarily the right place yet. It might change. Mm -hmm. You know, social media is constantly changing. Like yesterday, everybody was going crazy over Blue Sky. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, do we now jump into getting on Blue Sky just in case it's the next, the next step in, you know, social media for Web3? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think that we do, you know, releasing blog posts, getting on talk shows, on podcasts, uh, doing Twitter spaces, reaching out to different communities um, on Twitter and in Discord to get the message out that what we're doing. That's really been the main ways to get that we've been going about it. Does that answer the question? <laughs> Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. There's, I don't think there's a silver bullet here or else everyone would be <laughs> majorly successful in Web3. It's just a, it's such an emerging, burgeoning space. Um, uh, more curious on what's uh, creative uh, or interesting strategies work for specifically you know, underrepresented communities, because in this big space, you know, underrepresented communities and minorities or, or, or you know, different uh, uh, groups is probably you know, not heard that much. So just you know, interested on you know, different uh, uh, ways of getting the message across. So more so for our listeners to kind of take note on like, you know what, I should implement this strategy. But everything you said right there was definitely on point. Uh, something I need to do more also. <laughs> well, you know, what's you know, what's really interesting to me, Joe, is that, um, you know, I, I really am my authentic self on Twitter uh, behind the Expressions Marketplace uh, handle. And I really, I just comment and start conversations with, mm. with people like, creatives, collectors, whoever they are, maybe they're just fans, you know, I just start conversations. And um, if something looks to me like it's feminist art or uh, it's Iranian art and it's about freedom for women and rights for, for, for people, like I just start talking to them. And I feel like that mm. is the true way to, to build um, an authentic audience um, and real yeah. connections with people. And so that's kind of where I'm at and how I go about it is, is really like, oh, look, this, I want to know more about this person or this art or what, what their thoughts are and, and just engage with them on, from an authentic place. And then you usually get authenticity back. Yeah, no, definitely. That's something that I've learned through social media to be my authentic self and, and getting authentic responses back is definitely, you know, a win. And something that uh, I, I wanted to share is that you guys are definitely doing meaningful work. And I think your your messaging needs to be heard by a lot more people. You know, I myself look for, you know, companies or projects that, you know, support to support that kind of all align my philosophy. So it's great to, you know, have you guys come through. It's super exciting to see, you know, a lot more, more um, just different groups come into the space. So it's exciting. It means the space is maturing a little bit. Like you said, you know, not just flippers or people coming in here with, you know, all the fun stuff I have back here, actually, that I've been collecting. And it's, it's good to see, you know, actual art from actual people who, who one, need it and also have, you know, artistic creativity, you know, to express out there. Um, so that that's great to see. 
I agree. I, I, I mean, when I came on board, I was just super excited about the message. Like, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, like I was sort of, sort of a flipper. <laughs> but, you know, I was an investor slash flipper and um, in NFTs. And I was really drawn towards community based projects where we might actually make a difference in the world or at least in this Web3 world. And so that was where I came from personally. And so when I had the opportunity to, to join the Expressions and Amberfy team, I, I jumped at it. I was like, absolutely. We need a place where... Uh, I'm, uh, you know, underrepresented folks have a have a chance to have a voice and to be heard and to be highlighted and showcased, um, and and to find like-minded individuals who want to support and amplify those kind of voices. That's 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 the thing that's super exciting to me. Yeah, De no, definitely, it's, it's it's exciting. Also, it's good to have someone like yourself curating this because I read an article where. You know, um, our creators in the real world are not yet here in the Web3 NFT space. And before I'm like, oh, why do I need a, a curator? But, there, you know, there's just so much out there and there's so much, you know, messaging that could be false even, right? Like uh, we need someone or a company to kind of filter that, uh, especially in Web3, you know, where a lot of people can take advantage. Awesome. So it, it was great to have you on here. What's like a meaningful contribu uh, contribution that we listeners can make? Is it just to purchase the NFT artwork through the marketplace? For sure. I mean, we would love for folks to come to expressions.com um, and just uh, basically give us your email address because then we'll send out alerts as the sale, you know, as we launch with just information about, you know, setting up a profile, getting verified, especially if you want to use a credit card to purchase. Uh, follow us on, <laughs> on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, you know, those are the things that will definitely help. But we really, as far as the support goes, we need people who want to buy the art that we're showing. Um, that's really, you know, how you a support these amazing artists, um, especially during our Genesis drop that are from the Caribbean, like all over the Caribbean. And some of the art, like I want to collect, you know, I'm going to collect a fair amount of it. Um, mm. just because some of it's so insanely beautiful and not, and like nothing else I've seen in NFTs. So I think that that is the, the best way to support us and to support underrepresented artists. Definitely. I've definitely bought enough profile pictures and meme arts out there. I'm going to browse through the website, which I'm surprised. You guys own expressions.com. I know. <laughs> Go figure. Okay. <laughs> It, that must have cost a pretty penny or something that you've already owned. But yeah, I'll put all the links down below so that, you know, listeners can go look at the art, which is, I'm sure is amazing. I looked at some already, but I'm going to do a deeper dive um, and, and make sure to connect with you guys. Yeah. Well, so a lot of that art is not on our uh, website yet. It's You can mostly oh. see it on Twitter. So our marketplace will not go live until May 1st. May so 1st, okay. Only on May 1st will you be able to actually see the art. Ah, okay. So the listeners here, they actually can listen to this next week. So you have to wait until May 1st. But hop on Twitter. I'll put all the links down so that you guys can have an advanced sneak peek and look at it. Uh, and then May 1st will be out. Awesome. <laughs> awesome, Susan. Well, it was, it was amazing having you on. I know it's early on, you know, Web3 stage. So, you know, it'll be great to have you back after a year to see, you know, those impacts that, uh, might have been made with the artists and, and even, you know, their, their surroundings and their environment. 
uh, and you know, hopefully showcase you know uh, new and upcoming, like you said, music videos, whatever it may be that you guys are working on. So I'm super excited to have you back and kind of Excellent. see some of the progressions. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe. I really appreciate you taking the time to get to know me and Expressions Marketplace. Yes, I mean, you're the person to talk to. You are the intersection of all things, you know, with the commute within the community and the company. So you're the perfect person to ask all these questions. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Sue, so much for jumping on. All right. Thanks, Joe. Take care.